everybody. Welcome to another Driven Hunter podcast brought to you by Mission Crossbows. Today we're with my good buddy from Polaris, Mr. Tanner Bleschka, and we're talking turkey hunting today. Talking turkey hunting. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> Man, you just slayed a really nice gobbler in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a heck of a time. Uh, it was my first time ever, you know, going down to Florida and doing an Osceola turkey hunt. Oh, so it's fun, isn't it? Something I'll never forget. Warm. We'll, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to talk about the new Kinetic that Polaris has just come out with, the new electric. That's why you're here. We're out testing it out. We're filming it. It's, you know, we've had a fun couple days here with the entire Polaris crew. And uh, we're really excited about the new Kinetic. And we're, I'm going to actually have you talk about, you know, the features and what this machine has to offer and why, why somebody would want to buy this electric over a, a gas model so i think that uh you know once people start using these units they're gonna see what i you know we've witnessed this past couple of days and it's it's so awesome i mean this thing is it's a game changer i think it's really players has really come up with something here that will set the standard for the rest of the industry to follow yeah absolutely i mean even even myself the first time i was ever you know in the vehicle and experiencing it you know, EVs are still new. Um, it's even new yeah. re- relative for, for the auto industry. Um, so yeah, I was pleasantly surprised and I was, you know, it was, it's a, it's a fun vehicle. Um, but it's a great, great vehicle from a utility standpoint too. Well, and I, I gotta ask you, because this is a question we always get hit. Why would I want to buy an electric when a gas is just so much more, it seems like user friendly where I don't have to charge and why is a guy, I mean, what are the benefits that you can just quickly tell us to buy one of these electrics versus, you know, a ga- say a gas comparison? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think it really comes down to there's inherent performance benefits with electric. Mm-hmm. Um, so just where the technology is at, um, it's all lithium ion at this point. So there's a lot of performance benefits you get. Um, when we look at this vehicle, some of the things we really talk about are capability, durability, and performance. Those are kind of the, the three things that we want people to remember about this vehicle. If I touch on each one of those a little bit, so talking about capability, this thing is an absolute torque monster. I mean, you got behind the wheel. And I, can, you, I can attest to that. You, you, had, you had a lot of fun with it. So, I mean, it's going to have roughly two times the, the torque of any other UTV out yeah. there. Um, it's going to have about 35% more horsepower than any other UTV out there. So there are those inherent capability and and really performance benefits that you get with electric. Um, along with that, it's a linear torque curve. I mean that it is instantaneous torque. Yeah. Um, sets you back torque. It does. It sets you, it's fun to drive for, for, for a ranger. Um, (laughs) The first time I was with the product guys, they're like, oh, you know, they're like, step on it a little bit. And I didn't. I'm like, whoa. And they're like, no, really step on it. Yeah. And I stepped on it and it it threw me back. I mean, it is a it is a fun vehicle to drive. Uh, yeah. You would think, oh, electric, it's going to be slow and kind of ramps up to speed. Mm-hmm. I took this thing out on the road today and I'm talking, did exactly what Tanner did, stepped on it. And I thought to myself instantly, this thing will outperform a gas engine, you know, like from zero to 60 or whatever. And it goes fast as like a car. And I'm like, holy smokes. We've owned EV, player EVs for a long time and used them you know, for so many years in the field. 
and they are a vital part to our success from shooting big whitetails, turkeys, whatever. I mean, we even use them around the farm every on our everyday basis. But this thing now is, you know, the the actual size of it is in a full-size chassis versus that mid-size chassis, which the old EV was. Mm -hmm. So you're much bigger unit, your cargo capacity is bigger, and your towing capacity. I mean, the list goes on and on about this thing, but, I mean, like you said, the performance, what what other features really set it apart? Yeah, and it used to be, it used to meant that, hey, if, if I have an electric vehicle, I'm, I'm going to be compromising on mm -hmm. something, you know? Yeah. And that's really that when it comes to this vehicle you're not compromising anymore. Like you said, it's, um, it has the, the, the towing and, and about 250 pounds more hauling capacity than what even our standard XP 1000 would. So some of the other things about the vehicle, um, you know, I think probably the first thing anyone in it, everyone's going to notice, especially, especially the hunters, it's quiet. Um, and, and that is what makes it just an absolute game changer. I mean, it is quiet when you're, when you're going out on a hunt, being able to get closer to the game, even if you're out west and you're you're driving around, whether you're scouting, I oh mean, my gosh, the the noise or lack of is just a complete game changer. I would think that that would be a huge benefit if you you're out elk hunting and you're on a ranch and you're spending the whole day in the mountains and you're driving the ranch roads and you're traversing you know steep terrain where battery usage is very important um and if you can go all day where you're just float calling or you're just chasing game and you know cover a lot of country it's going to put the odds in your favor mm -hmm. i mean versus you can't walk that many miles and stay quiet without exhausting yourself and driving a gas around is going to blow all the game out of the entire area mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, talk about an elk hunting machine. This is it. Yeah, and and I mean, yeah, speaking of in the mountains, so sometimes you're going to be hunting with people, you know, and it's really nice just to be able to talk to people too, right? Like imagine you and Nicole um, scouting or glassing and being able to say, oh, hey, right over there, right? You're not having to talk over an engine. Um, so yeah, right. that's, that's, that's a big, big thing too. And I think that leads me into my next point too. I mean, a lot of people, you know, one of the first questions we always get, well, what's the range like? right? Um, yeah. Surely, surely you can't have the power, the capability and, and have good range too. Um, we do have, we do, we do have two, two trims with this vehicle. We have a premium trim and an ultimate trim with the ultimate trim. You're looking at 80 miles of range. Um, and I know that that's sometimes hard for people to comprehend. Yeah, it, it is a long ways. I mean, people, a lot of times people will say, well, I'm in my ranger all day. It's, it's not going to be, it's not going to, battery's not going to be good all day. I mean, even look at what we did today. We were bumming around in that thing, you know, from what four thirty in the morning to I think we took a break around two, and that lost maybe fifteen twenty percent battery. Even. I yeah. lost one little bar on an entire bar meter, mm -hmm. and you know, I feel like with that unit, I've had it here for a few days, and I charged it right away when I got it, and it hasn't used anything since. And we've been out turkey hunting with it all week, and I feel like I could go the entire week without even plugging the thing in and charging it, you know, again, versus the old days, every night, plug it in mm -hmm. and uh, recharge. So, you know, these are, you know, so comparable or 
just like the new, you know, electric pickup trucks and cars out there. That's the same technology you guys have brought into this unit. Yep, absolutely. So it's, again, you know, I, I've said it all along. It's a game changer after spending time on it. Mm-hmm. I really think that, uh, you know, people are like, man, that seems expensive. You know, you know, talking about the cost, about what this thing's going to retail for and, and what it's going to sell for. And, you know, why would I buy that when I can buy a gas? Well, like you said, I think that everybody sooner or later is going to be driving one of these, you mm-hmm. know, whether they buy them later than earlier, who knows. But I mean, I would have one right away if I was using it for hunting purposes, being silent and deadly getting into these spots like we said elk but our turkey hunting this week mm-hmm. i mean it has put we have put on i don't know how many miles but we've went to uh, several different farms and you know i love it because you can run and gun and you're, again we have so much gear you know mm-hmm. where we have a blind we have our camera gear tripods cameras chairs you know just so much stuff you know, our bog pod sticks, all this stuff that we have to take, guns, of course, or bows. And you just simply can't carry all that. So mm-hmm. you need to have something that will help you. And this, you know, is your tool because mm-hmm. it gets us to that spot no matter where it is. And we've climbed some big hills here in the bluff country and the machine handles it, you know, is equally, if not better than a gas, in my opinion. So it's been it's been awesome to use and uh yeah so the turkeys are are hitting the ground both you had the great hunt tell us a little quick bit about that florida hunt uh we were in florida almost the same time Mm -hmm. and uh and got it done on some florida birds as well but it's That'll hook you going down there and hunting in that warm, warm uh, spot. Warm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, so you know my background, Pat. I'm, I'm, I'm a Wisconsin, Wisconsin boy. Grew up, uh, you know, deer hunting, and that's, you know, that's 90. and a fishing bass fishing oh, fanatic, yeah. by the way. Love bass fishing. Love bass fishing. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's you know have been ninety five percent of my hunting yeah. has, has been deer hunting. So uh, I got the invite to go down to Florida for my first ever yeah, Osceola turkey hunt. My first question was, where the heck am I going to get camo for 85 degree weather? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had, had to make some, some fun, uh, a fun trip to, to get, get some gear for it and everything. And yeah, it was, it was an absolute blast down there. Um, yeah, I got to j- just the experience of going out that early in the morning, you know, right. uh, early in March and you start hearing the, you start hearing them talk and it's just like, you know that the hair on my back stood up a little bit, <laughs> right? It just because gets it's, you it's excited. Yeah, it's March back home, and it's yep. snow and mm-hmm. everything else. And you all of a sudden, you know, in a couple hour plane ride, you're all of a sudden in a different world. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it and it feels and smells a whole lot different. So. Yeah. Well, the terrain down there, I mean, it looks like Jurassic Park. You know, yeah, it does. And With we the were in the meadows and the palm trees. And yeah, yeah. Yep. And the Spanish moss everywhere. So it's just it's cool country too. Yep. Um, and we were on a cattle ranch, so you know we saw a bunch of bunch of other. Uh, animal saw a bunch of deer too. Um, and it was just an overall, overall cool experience. Uh, struck out in the morning. Um, we did, we did have a, a couple big gobblers come in. However, uh, the cattle decided to, to crash our party literally at the same time. Oh. 
Yeah. So, and I wasn't about to make a shot that was that was going to get me steak and turkey. That wouldn't have made the ranch Listen, owners too happy. Yeah. Well, that beef is pretty good eating. I'm telling you. <laughs> I thought about that myself once or twice, and it the first time a cow has screwed up a hunt or two. But uh, yeah, I I get that. That's you know. But I always tell people when you go to Florida, you know, the key to finding turkeys in Florida is finding where the cows are, cattle ranches, mm-hmm. because if there's cows, there's going to be turkeys and. Of course, they graze the grass down nice and short. Mm-hmm. Their birds like strutting in those pasture areas and, uh, you know, flipping over the cow patties and picking the bugs out of them. So, you know, it's a great food source for them as well. But I always said, you know, cows and turkeys go together down there. But I love I love going there, you know, and you see the gators going through the swamps. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, just a, it's just an awesome hunt. And, uh, you know. Obviously, if you're going to shoot an Osceola, it's the only place to do it is if you got to go to Florida mm-hmm. to shoot one. So, um, yeah, we're we're rolling in turkeys right now. I mean, every day it's it's turkey hunting time. We've been all over already. Um, we just went to Iowa last week and took my son-in-law, Brandon, with and uh, met my good buddy that owns some property down there. Um his name is um, John Burley, and we hunted on his farm. And we all three had tags, but we only had like two days to hunt. So I'm like, in the first day, where it's calling for bad weather. So the first day, we kind of, we didn't do much, and it was just a, a kind of a bust. And the second morning was going to be our morning, and then I had to quick get back home here for, for some family stuff. So um, we got out there the second morning, and the birds are just tearing it up. And... uh we ended up calling three adult gobblers in, and they all come in at the same time. They locked on to the Avian X decoys. We, we use a hen and a jake, and they lock on that jake, and they just went over there and started flogging it. And I just kind of waited for one to kind of clear a little bit, and, of course, I shot the first one. And then John, he had one of my other Brownings, so he lined up on the second one. And he nailed that one. And so two birds are flopping. And the third one was like, okay, what do I do? And he just kind of starts going over towards one of the birds that are flopping on the ground. And I hand Brandon the gun. I get to the camera, <laughs> start filming that bird. And Brandon shoots that bird. And we had three birds down all at the same time. It was like a triple. That's like, awesome. Yeah, it was, that was pretty cool. And then, uh, and then we came back home here just a few days ago and um i had bought an archery tag in minnesota where you know you know you can hunt the whole season with an archery tag you don't just have to choose a particular you know season like the gun hunters do so um i knew i would have an entire month or so to hunt you know if i needed it and went out the first day didn't hear much it's been terrible weather here cold and windy nasty spring just yeah it's not like florida (laughs) um but uh went out the uh second morning and it was still cold it was like 25 degrees on the truck thermometer and um drove the uh kinetic down and got to a spot and parked it and slipped down into this this strutting area and that we normally have seen birds traditionally in and you know popped up the muddy blind and and put out the decoys and stuff and started calling. They started hammering on roost and it kept working the birds and they kind of come off roost and kind of went 
I suppose, with hands. Mm-hmm. And it took about an hour and a half, and I just kept working on them and working on them, call, kind of overcalling normally what I would do. And I was trying to dominate more of the hens that were making, you know, sounds. So eventually I started, I called an entire pack of Jake's in. They came into the decoy and I thought, don't knock that decoy over. <laughs> so I don't want to get out. And then I heard a gobbler fire up and he was getting closer. And when he, and he saw them Jake's over there on that decoy, they came, he, mm-hmm. I mean, he closed the distance and he came right in like right to the decoy. And, um, I was shooting, you know, shooting my new Matthews and, uh, yeah, got back full draw. And as soon as he came around and gave me a frontal shot, I just zet, you know, zipped him. And I mean, he went five yards and boop. So I had um, yeah. a, a gobbler with a bow, which is a pretty cool accomplishment. I, oh, for sure. You know, um, and I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a diehard archery turkey hunter because mm-hmm. i like shooting them with the shotgun in yeah. the face yeah <laughs> but there's nothing like shooting one with a bow mm-hmm. you know it's an ultimate challenge and uh yeah it worked out and then this week we're out chasing you know birds with nicole and and you guys are down and it's a lot of fun so yeah i had to i had to break some bad news to pat so after pat <laughs> got that turkey uh, he, he sent the pictures to a couple of his buddies at Polaris and it was making the rounds. Yeah. Brown nose in a little. Yep. 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 <laughs> and, uh, you know, talking about, Hey, the first, first Turkey down with the, with the kinetic and I had to break the bad news to Pat. I hadn't told him about the, uh, about the Osceola I got, uh, you know, about a month ago. Well, so I said, Pat, it's, it's the second Turkey with yeah, that kinetic. And I, you know, <laughs> nobody really knew that he was slipped down to Florida and sniped the kinetic before anybody else had him. I mean, he, I don't know how he wrangled that one, but I guess it, I know a guy, I know a guy or two. <laughs> it's, yeah. It pays to be internal. That's for sure. Uh, but I finally put enough pressure on him. He brought one to us so we could use it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it worked great in Florida just as well as it works here. Speaking of that, I know, I mean, when you use it in Florida, it's obviously warm. Mm-hmm. But in back here in, in Minnesota right now, it's cold. How does this thing perform in super cold weather? And doesn't it have some features that help the battery life on cold weather? Yeah, so um, great question. Um, it's, you know, I don't want to say it's a, it's a misconception, but a lot of people wonder about the cold. You know, mm-hmm. how does electric do in the cold? And part of the part of the good thing with you know that lithium ion technology is that it does perform a lot a lot better in the cold than what you know previous generations of say lead acid batteries did. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does very well in the cold. I mean, we we've put out some videos even with with that vehicle where we've been testing it in below zero weather, and and the wow. thing the thing holds up. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. You you will get some performance degradation in extremely cold weather, but I mean, we were out there today and in um yeah, I mean, it was cold in the morning. It had to be low 20s, um, if not colder. And we were actually out earlier this week too, where it was it was dipping into the teens. Yeah. And there was zero noticeable impact on range, on battery performance, on on any of that. So, um. These things are are you know what we call torture tested. They're 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 really built to withstand that that weather. So and I mean, we have so many hunters at at Polaris too. I mean, uh, hunters are just a core part of who we who we who we reach and who who use our vehicles. You know, so when we design this thing from the ground up, obviously we have we have customers that are farmers, ranchers, people who are riding for for fun, people 
um, who just own, own property and want to use right. it around. But I mean, we are always thinking about hunters. Um, so that's why we thought of things like, you know, making sure that it was quiet. That's why we knew it had to operate in the cold. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually even a, a cool little nugget too, that a lot of people use their, you know, UTVs for food plotting and land management would like, we actually have a, a 12 volt, 12 volt. Um, I, I seen that. Yeah. In, in the, so we have a 12 volt power outlet essentially, uh, in the, in the bed, um, in the bo- in the box and you can, you can plug a, a sprayer right into it. Um, and then we have a little switch in the dash that, that, that you can use. So super easy. I mean, that's a big thing. Like you were saying, um, it's huge. You don't got to rig yeah. a wire all the way up to mm-hmm. your battery yeah. or hot wire somewhere. I mean, that, that in itself is just making it more user friendly. Mm-hmm. And again, we use this thing tons here on the farm for land management. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to throw the uh, our boom player spoon sprayer in that thing. That yeah. thing is like, I'm not saying that because I support players. I'm just saying the thing is amazing. Mm-hmm. If you're a food plotter or a person that's, you know, you got to kill the weeds to grow great crops. And we got this sprayer and we used it all last year. I won't go another year without it because it's just so user-friendly. You just wing out the, the booms to uh, get more coverage or mm-hmm. keep them narrow to spur a narrow path. But, I mean, I love that thing. I can't wait to put it in here and use that new you know, power accessory in the back. And it's just going to make it just more easy. Oh, the whole thing, you know, when I sit in the cab of that, I notice all these little features that a lot of other, you know, rigs or, or other units in the past have never had. You guys really thought this through and through. That's so cool. I know that, you know, the hunters, the hunting end had a big part of, you know, designing this thing. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I think is the coolest part. And that's why I love using it and testing it out is because we are authentically hunters. And, mm-hmm. and when people, when I put my name on this to say, I endorse this product, I know that it's a product that people are going to enjoy, trust in and believe and, and have a good experience when they buy it. So mm-hmm. yeah, pretty excited for the new Polaris Kinetic. want to thank you again for coming down, hanging out, and hopefully we can get a turkey on the ground or two yet before the end of the day. But uh, yeah, so you know, if you guys are interested in the, the new Polaris Kinetic, you can check it out on, on Polaris's website and uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Me. No, well, hey, Pat, it's, uh, I never need to look for an excuse to come down and see you. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. Now we got to go, we're going to have to test it out on the whitetail. I, I was going to say, we got to, yeah, <laughs> we might have to go out west with it. I mean, we're going to have to do a lot more testing. On we're just going right? to have to get your expense account. <laughs> we're just going to have to get on the, the Polaris expense account. So yeah, I appreciate you coming and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thank Sounds you. Sounds good. Thanks, Pat.